Joining me now, and it has been ages. It has been way too long. From the fourth period, it is Dave Pagnotta to talk all things hockey. Uh, and again, editor-in-chief for the fourth period, the Airmont Series XM NHL Radio. Dave, thanks so much for joining the show today. Thanks for having me, Matt. Yeah, it has been a little while. Good to be on. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. So we'll start with a question that would have sounded ridiculous in August, but maybe not as much in January. You can only pick an age and contracts. Everything applies. Who would, uh, who's got the better situation in net right now? The Florida Panthers with Bobrovsky or the Maple Leafs with Matt Murray and Samsonov? <laughs> yeah, the way that, uh, for the most part, that, that Murray and Samsonov have been playing this year, um, you're, you're going in that direction. I mean, you look at what Bobrovsky did last season. You look what Spencer Knight was even able to do. Um, and you figure at some point he's going to take the reins as, as the number one in, in Florida. Um, but they both struggled. They, they, they both yeah. haven't had good seasons. So to have yeah, Murray and Samson up playing the way they are right now, um, and, and, uh, and to this point, um, that's my pick. And it's crazy. And, again, it can change. Uh, Bobrovsky right. can go on a heater, and suddenly Florida is at, at the very least getting the first of the wild card. But as of now, I, 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 well, of course, I agree with my question. I threw it that way. But I think it's crazy <laughs> that it is. It, you could probably say Murray and Samsonov over Bobrovsky. We'll, we'll stay with Florida, and then we'll move over to the Maple Leafs and, uh, and some just general NHL. How shocking is it that – um, around TSN's uh, parts today, when there was all these emails going back and forth, we had to find out how often has a President's Trophy winning team missed the postseason the following year. And it happened with the Rangers in 92, the Sabres in 07, and the Bruins in 2014. Uh, just your thoughts on the Panthers and the slump they're on. Well, with, with the change behind the bench, with the changes on the roster, um, you, you take off. Mackenzie Weger on that back end. He was so instrumental to that blue line. You know, you, you, you eliminate Jonathan Huberto, not just from a talent side of things, because Matthew Kachuk has been fantastic, um, but, you know, a chemistry side of things. Um, in the room, it, things, a, lot, a lot has changed, and they haven't had, you know, or they haven't been able, rather, to, to kind of recreate that similar mojo. Yes, injuries have also played a factor for this team. Um, you know, Alexander Barkov has missed time with, with multiple injuries. Anthony Duclair has been out. He's not, um, you know, back in the lineup just yet. The Hornquist is now out as well. Um, so while some guys are around the team, you know, fairly regularly that may, be, that may not be playing, uh, just to, to, to mess with the chemistry of a team from an on-ice perspective is, is sometimes overlooked when you think you bring the right pieces in place and on paper things look good. And that's what Florida's had to battle with all season long, finding and recreating consistency in, in their performance this year. Um, you know, you, you, with the talent on this team, you don't want to count them out. But, you know, they, they, they still need, outside of Kachuk, who's been playing lights out, Verhage's been, been great and, and so on, um, they need other guys to really start to step up even more. And we mentioned the goaltending, but they need, you know, more from, from the blue line. Montour's been great. Ekblad's been solid. Maybe a little more from him. Uh, maybe a little more from the secondary scoring punch. And, and when Duclair comes back into the lineup, which is either, you know, next week or, or right after All-Star, um, you know, maybe maybe that starts to recreate some flow and chemistry with, with this group. Uh, sometimes when you make big changes, it doesn't always work out the way you think. 
The Maple Leafs have two more points on Tampa. Tampa has two games in hand. They both have the exact same scoring differential of plus 30. Is it inevitable, Dave? I mean, can we just start it now? And (laughs) if you're in Toronto, should we start worrying about Vasilevsky? Should we just, why wait till the end of the regular season and start our fretting uh, immediately? Right. (laughs) Uh, In this market, yeah. It might even be a little late. Um, (laughs) But... Yeah, I look, this is the way that these two teams are, are, are performing. It just looks like this matchup is going to be inevitable. Um, you know, I'm going to start looking at flights and, and hotel rooms soon in Tampa in middle of, uh, middle of April, excuse me. Um, but this team, uh, or both of these teams, rather, it's, it's going to be like a shot-for-shot kind of scenario, I, I think, the way things are lining up until the end of the season to see who's going to ultimately get that home ice uh, advantage, get that number two slot behind Boston in, in the division. Um, it, it's, these are two really good teams. Obviously things are going to, you know, well, not obviously, but potentially change a little bit um, and, and could tilt in one direction over the other based on what happens over these next six and a half weeks leading up to trade deadline. Um, you know, if, if a team makes a major addition or even a, a small cosmetic one, it may, you know, prove to be really beneficial. So, yeah, I, I mean, these two teams, the way that they're lining up certainly looks like this is going to be round one, uh, playoff potential. Um, yeah. So who can get hot quicker? <laughs> well, I'll, I'll tell you right now, when it comes to your booking and reservations, just book for seven games. That's the only, right. uh, that's the right. only thing I can, t- I can tell you for sure. <laughs> I remember I bet on it, the playoffs last year, that this series is going seven and uh, it was one of the easiest bets. I think I ever won. Um, yep. Dave Pagnani is joining us from the fourth period and getting off um, the Maple Leafs, there are five teams in the NHL with fewer points than the Vancouver Canucks. Why is it Vancouver, though, is the team that feels the most dysfunctional of everyone in the league? Well, they play in Vancouver. and Okay. Good answer. <laughs> yeah. All right, moving on. Yep. Yeah, yeah, no, look, the, the, the amount of pressure, you think that, you know, pressures like here in Toronto or in Montreal mount and, and, and can take a toll on, on a team, coach, players, management, everybody. Vancouver is right up there, and they've had dysfunction for several years now. You know, things look good, and then there's a couple steps back. You move, take a step forward, and you're taking three back. Uh, that just seems to be the flow with the Vancouver Canucks over the last few seasons um, and probably beyond. And this team, uh, talked about consistency, you, you just can't find it. So now everything gets scrutinized. Everything gets put under the microscope. And when you know, something goes wrong, it gets amplified 10 times over Um, this team, when they brought in Jim Rutherford, who subsequently brought in Patrick Alvin as GM uh, with Rutherford as president of hockey ops, they thought that this was going to be a changing of the tide. You know, the prior regime kept talking about retool, retool, retool versus rebuild. And they thought that these guys would be able to come in and get that job done. And Jim Rutherford admitted yesterday that, you know, he hasn't been able to, well, a, he hasn't been able to do what he wants, wants to do. Uh, and B, it's a lot more difficult, and it's proven to be a lot more difficult than he thought coming in. The minor surgery that he wanted to do, well, it's going to require major surgery, um, as he said. So it's going to take a lot. There, there are some good core pieces there, um, and and you, you scratch your head trying to figure out exactly what's going wrong, um, but there will be a coaching change. There will be trades. This team will look considerably different going into next season. Dave, where can people find you? Where can they find your work? 
Uh, well, on, yeah, online at thefourthperiod.com. Um, a little piece right now with uh, the Dallas Stars talking about trade deadline, what they're going to be up to um, every week, uh, throughout the week, and on Saturdays on uh, SiriusXM NHL Network. Uh, and then, if you happen to be listening from the U.S., NHL Network on the TV side as well uh, throughout uh, the week and probably be pretty active here in these next six weeks with trade deadline looming. Is it because we're in Toronto and in Canada here that, you know, we get so focused on the Maple Leafs and then the next we get hyper with the next thing is the focus is on the other Canadian teams. The Dallas Stars have as many points as any team in the West. The Dallas yeah. Stars have a better scoring differential than any team in the West. Is, is Dallas, you know, fair to say that they are the, the most sneaky good team in the league? Yeah, they definitely don't get the attention that, that they deserve. I was there over the weekend. Um, pretty thrilling game. Didn't work out in their favor, but a 6-5 Calgary win over them on Saturday uh, where they were down 6-1 and were able to come back. You know, the depth of this team is tremendously uh, underrated, excuse me. And, you know, they came into the season uh, after signing Mason Marchment away from Florida. Wyatt Johnston has come in and earned a spot as a first-round pick. Came in and earned his position. Ty Delandria solidified his spot on this team. This is a really deep, really good team. Their defense is really good. Essa Lindell, probably one of the most underrated uh, physical defensive defensemen in the National Hockey League. And Jake Ottinger, if it wasn't for Linus Olmark, I mean, yeah. him and, and Connor Hellebuck in Winnipeg would probably be battling 1-2 for, for the Vesna. Um, so this is, it's a sneaky good team. Chatted with Jim Nill, their GM, um, on Saturday. And he said, look, if I can find a way to, to, to make something fit here and make an ad before the deadline, I'd like to do it. So they're, they're going to be another team certainly to watch to see if they can even further improve uh, going into the home stretch. And you know the funny thing, and you're absolutely right, and you're, everything you said with the Stars is 100% correct, and I'm just laughing about this, thinking it, when Toronto Leaf fans think of the Dallas Stars, all they think of, oh yeah, Nick's brother is doing well on the Dallas Stars. <laughs> That's like our only thought on the Dallas Stars. Uh, you know, we get, we get a little hyper-focused there. Hey, uh, Dave, really appreciate Always appreciate Thanks so much for joining the show. We've got to get you back on sooner rather than later. That'd be awesome, man. Thanks for having me. Take care. That is Dave Pagnano. Check out his work, editor-in-chief of the fourth period. And 